Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. We're so happy to have so many wonderful fans, viewers, and listeners to the Addiction Solution Podcast. We know that many of our listeners are seeking a solution to addiction for themselves or someone they love. So let me tell you about our Freedom Model online program. It's like no other program for addiction in the world. The Freedom Model online program, or FMOP as we call it, was made for those who still want to be able to learn a solution, but do it on their own, in the privacy of home and on their schedule, but with guidance from the addiction experts who developed the Freedom Model. FMOP consists of more than 65 video lessons taught by Mark Sheeran and me. We're the co-developers of the Freedom Model. The program includes additional lessons not included anyplace else. They are the mind and brain, the binge construct, and life movements. You also get the Freedom Model for the Family Online Program, the 12-step deprogramming seminar series, which people love, new quick lessons taught by certified Freedom Model coaches posted each week, the Freedom Model monthly newsletter, and a two-hour live question-and-answer coaching session with Mark and myself on the last Wednesday of every month. And FMOP is affordable. For just $450, you have access for the first month. And if you feel you need more time, you can maintain your access for just $49.95 for each additional month. You can enroll in FMOP today at thefreedommodel.org. Or if you have questions about our products or services, call us at 888-424-2626. We are happy to help. Hey, everybody. Hi, welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran, and we are the co-authors of the Freedom Model for Addictions, along with Stephen Slate. Which are up behind you now. Yes, we have our, <laughs> our little prop. So um, I have a, a pretty bad cold, so I'm going to be coughing intermittently. Um, but we want to be able to get the, the podcast out on time. So just so going to have, have to, to record. We have to do what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today, what we want to talk about is we have so many new and influx of new people coming into the Freedom Model. Um, and a lot of people are kind of stuck in that midpoint of where they kind of have one foot still in AA and they're reading the Freedom Model and they're bouncing back and forth. I'm talking to a lot of different people on social media. I have students now um, and my coach, I have coaching students that I'm working with that are in that boat where they've been in AA for years, sometimes, struggling. Sometimes decades. Yeah, struggling, going in and out. And, and it's interesting because a lot of people feel the need to bring, because you, you make friends in AA, right? Like you, you get close to some people. Not everybody in AA is a jerk. A lot of people are really nice people and they're trying to be helpful. And, you know, they, they feel like AA helped them and they got it right. So, so 
so you go, so people now that I'm working with will go back to people in a, that they liked and they respect and they'll say, check out the freedom model. Yeah. Is, and also they want them to approve of it. Yes. And I think that that's a, uh, I think that's part of the cultish aspect of AA where you feel like you have to get people's approval or you have to pass things by a sponsor, uh, automatically that, that that's just what you have to do with every decision you make. And because the freedom model is so anti-AA, it's so the opposite. Um, I think people start feeling, Oh God, you know, what is is, this thinking, thinking? Yes. What is everybody going to think? And is this the right move? Even though you were explaining that you had somebody who said, you know, um, they've been in and out for 10 years and they feel like they, they, they hadn't done everything correctly. I mean, after 10 years, for God's sake. After I mean- 10 years, like, is there something that you missed? Um, you know, because when she presented the Freedom Model audiobook to this person that she respects in, in AA, you know, the person didn't really say anything negative. They just were like, all they did was ask one question. Are you sober? Are you sober? And because two people in AA, that is the measure of success. It's the only measure of success. As long as you didn't drink today, you can do a million other terrible things. But if you didn't drink, you're successful. Right. Right. It's the only measure of success in AA. So you can be suicidal, you can be miserable, but if you're not drinking, you're a success. And and that and they know, look at look, the goal of the freedom model isn't sobriety. Right. That's, it, that's something you need to understand. It can be it, it it can be anything that you want. It can be abstinence, it can be moderation, successful moderation, it can be intermittent use, it can be heavy use, it can be the no use, everything. The, the goal is freedom. Yeah, is to know that you are free and not to fear substances. Yeah, that you're not a slave to them, but you're also not a slave to AA in the meetings. Right. So so this person, so here's the irony of AI, okay? The reason that you feel like you need to get approval from people is because you're told not to trust your own thinking. Yeah. That's the reason. But you're trying to get approval from people who also are trying are also trying to get approval from the previous generation who are also trying to get approval from the previous generation who are who, all people who can't trust their own thinking. Yeah, so it's it's just this sort of weird, um, and we've talked about it endlessly, you know, it's the, it's the cult aspect of it. It is. You know? It is supposed to make you insecure about yourself yeah. and who you are. And so, so this podcast today is going to, I guess, be an encouragement to people to, to commit to one side or the other. Yeah. Being in purgatory, we've talked about that before, is is a painful place to be at best um, because you can't you can't make progress on either side. So either you're you're going to completely give yourself to the AA program, which is what they require which you to we, do, which we don't have an opinion on. Right. OK, if you I, wanted to go do that and you feel like you're going to still find some success there, go do it. Right. We just point out the fact that you don't have to do that. You don't have to. Um, and they say you do. And I think that's a fundamental difference. We don't say you have to do the freedom model. The freedom model, the irony of it is it's really not a thing. Um, (laughs) it's information, it's information. It's a book. It's, it's a curriculum. It's not a set of steps that you have to partake to have a spiritual psychic change. That's not 
what we do. What we do is we give you information so that you know, oh, this isn't really that big of a deal. And when people get it, though, it does feel a little bit like a spiritual psychic change. Well, when it does. you experience true freedom and you realize, oh, like it's when it happens. It crystallizes. Yeah. The knowledge crystallizes. Yeah. It, the freedom is pretty damn great. Yeah, because you really, once you understand that it's an inside job, that there's no external sponsors or meetings or rituals or rehabs or medications or, and I could go down a list of all these things that are external to you that are supposed to change you. Once you realize you don't need all of that because the answer is you and always has been you and it's decision-making based on perceived benefits of options boy, your life changes and you suddenly sure. realize, oh, I'm, I'm c- completely in control and always have been. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and it's so liberating to not be at the mercy of a technique. Yes. You know, of a ritual. Yeah. Whether that ritual is going to meetings and talking to a sponsor or that ritual is drinking every day. That's right. You're free from both things. When you truly, when the freedom model crystallizes, you'll realize you're free from all of it. So, so don't make the, the freedom model something it isn't. It isn't, a, uh, it isn't a comparable thing to a rehab. It's not a comparable thing to treatment. It's not another treatment. It is an alternative to the entire recovery society, which includes treatment and all that. It's, it's an alternative because it's a way of thinking. It's yeah. a way of understanding. It's a way of perceiving the benefits you get from certain choices you make. Um, and, and so, so that, that is all within the confines of your mind. So you don't, you don't need a sponsor. You don't have to ask permission to get in a relationship. You don't have to ask permission. Should I go back to school? Do you think I'm strong enough? You don't have to live in this weakness argument because you're not weak. Nobody's weak. You all have the same capacity internally to change. And that is through free will, autonomy, and the positive drive principle, your pursuit of happiness. So it's an analysis process. That's all the freedom model is, is an analysis based on the facts. Yeah. And figuring out a lot of different things. And so I've (laughs) I've talked to some of my, my students about the onion, peeling back the layers of the onion, because why you may be struggling, why you're kind of, you have one foot in and one foot out. The reason you're struggling with that is because they are so opposite of each other. The way of thinking is so fundamentally different that, that taking the leap, finally just pulling yourself out of a and taking the leap and say, I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure this out without AA. I'm going to figure it out without those people. I am going to move forward in my life and, and really make a commitment to figuring out the freedom model. Once you do that, half the battle is won. That is so true. That is so true because you're automatically opening your mind to something else. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that it's really hard for people. I, I, I listen to people on our Facebook group, mm-hmm. the freedom model group, and boy, they're in that almost all of them are in that purgatory. And now that group caters to those like Michelle and I who were immersed in the cult. Yeah. I think it's just collected that sort of demographic, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and finding freedom 
in that way is really tough at first because you have to just open your mind that this really can be better. <clears throat> yeah. Here, I, what you need to know about Mark and I is it took us, to, I mean, we've learned a lot of what we're learning while we were still in the cult. Now we had initially thrown out the powerlessness that was thrown out right away. Right. That's how I think that's a good starting point, by the way, it is a good starting point knowing, okay, I'm not powerless. I'm doing what I want to do, but there, but the, even that one point, there is kind of some layers in there because you can know that you're not powerless and then still not understand that having that the reason that you have 10 drinks and not two drinks is because you you're drinking to get drunk yeah, right you're, you're seeking because intoxication is your preference that's right and you're preference is based on another layer, which is the perceived benefits, right? The fantasies that you carry with booze and drugs. And there's all kinds of really amazing things we believe drugs do that, yeah. that they don't do. Um, they don't objectively do. And when that nuance is the hardest piece by far that we have to teach people, yeah. um, because you've been taught that drugs and alcohol are enormously magical and enormously diabolical and painful. So they are all things to all people all yep. the time. Yep. And when you, when you create a boogeyman that big, when you create an image of something in your life that is that all encompassing and powerful, um, you've created a godlike experience and then you create it. Make no mistake. Once you learn it, then you, reinforce it and you actually believe the benefits exist because you're creating them in your mind and that to undo takes some doing that's it what sure does that's what chapters 8 through 10 14 17 through 20 deal with yeah appendices a b c um all the entire book really is designed around pulling that apart and going wait a minute wait a minute wait right. a minute do, do these drug effects actually do all of this? And um, is it possible for you to be happier thinking otherwise? Yeah. I, I, did a, I did a video, I think it was on Saturday, that was the solution to addiction isn't abstinence. The solution to addiction is learning how to moderate everything, right? Because I talked to someone over the weekend who was like, I know, I know alcohol can't do these things for me. I, I get it. I read the freedom model. I get it. But I still get drunk every night. They don't get it. So, so here's the thing. It. I said, well, name something else you really love. Something else you really love to do. And, you know, I always go to chocolate cake because I really fucking love chocolate cake. Okay. <laughs> um, I have chocolate cake maybe once a year and I have one piece or a half a piece when I have it. But I really love it. There are plenty of things people really love to do and they don't do every day. So I don't buy it. I don't buy, I get drunk every night because I really love it. I don't buy it. You get drunk every night because you think you need it for some reason. Yeah. Need and want together. Yes. So, yes. so there's, and the need is usually uh, what I call fantastical. And yes. that is that it makes your stress go away. The fundamental painful parts of human living, what the marketers at booze companies and your drug dealer have 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 made you believe is that the drug actually is necessary for your mental well-being. 
And people say, no, I don't believe that. No, you do. You do. You do. You believe that it's going to take away problems, that it's going to push the can down It gives down you an escape. Yeah. That it gives you this temporary escape. It doesn't even do that. That's it you. Doesn't. If you objectively, if you objectively, and this is what I, I, I say to my students, now that we do coaching online, right? The great thing about it is, you know, you have a, you have a coaching session with us. So we're helping you to unravel all this stuff by talking it out with you, right? Figuring all this stuff out. Then you get to go and experiment in real time between one coaching session and another one. All right. Cause we do three a week. Right. So, so what I said to people is, all right, so you're going to, you're going to get drunk tonight, right? You, I mean, this one woman was like, every morning I say, I'm not going to drink. And then every night I'm drinking. And I'm like, well, you changed your mind, number one, or you were insincere in the morning. You were like, I'm telling myself I'm not going to drink today, but I know I'm going to. Right. Right. So, so just, just sit with that and say, I'm going to drink tonight. And then while you're drinking, be objective, objectively, look at it, run the experiment. How is this really making me feel? How good is this? This is a good point. So people, people think that when they get the buzz, they can, they stop thinking, right? They, they, they decide something about their problems, stop thinking about the problems and they go into what I call their, their little menial fantasy. Right. But if you, if you get drunk, I, cause I've done this since I've, I've moderated now for 13 years. Yes. One time I sat at the kitchen table, told my wife, listen, I'm going to drink a bottle of vodka and see I'm just going to get loaded. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't drink the whole bottle. I drank about a third of it and I was totally wasted. But I'm going to do that with nobody we're around. We're lightweights now. We are. <laughs> and I'm going to see if if there is some sort of change in my psyche. Um, and what I found is that when I, when I thought and was aware of my thoughts and I didn't let myself go into some old script. Right. There was absolutely no magic. None. I was, I was, it was remarkable. And I did this early on when I was first moderating and I realized, wow, that all was me. That was all me believing in adolescent imagery that was taught to me uh, when I was, in my case, a child. And then thousands and thousands of booze ads and thousands of conversations about the powers of drugs and how each drug does something different and how... And, and, and what I realized that day, it was all me. It was all those beliefs and the book covers this in a sociological perspective. So you can see that other cultures drink the same identical molecule or take the same molecule into their bloodstream and have completely opposite effects and opposite behaviors. So a drug can't do both. Yes. You can read uh, Drunken Comportment. Oh, it's a great book. Great book for that. Um, the Natural Mind mm-hmm. is another good book. Talks a lot about marijuana because people have, oh, now marijuana is the panacea, right? It's it's everything all wrapped into one magic. I, I'm not, look at, if people like it, okay, but it can't do the things we try to make it do. So I had, I'm going to digress about the pot thing for a second. So I had a guy here who ran a pot farm and was one of the, one of the first people I taught him for four weeks in my office here. And uh, he said, Mark, you do, he goes, this is really hitting me. And I said, what, what's hitting you? And he goes, the drug effects part of the book here, we're, we're going through 17 through 20. And he said, he goes, because I do the marketing for the cannabis business. 
And he goes, you know, it's hilarious. He goes, basically what we do is we create certain strains of pot to get as much THC as you can get. Yes. And so then you take pictures of it and you market it. And then you do this big chart that says, this will give you a smooth high. This will make you not paranoid. This will, And we give it names. And he goes, but it's all THC. It's all the same it's the, I, it's the identical <laughs> molecule. There is no, there is no difference. No. And, and he goes, I, I know this. And yet I, I literally, I know this scientifically that it's the same molecule from that plant to that plant to that plant. Now there might be more THC in certain plants, but the molecule is the same, you know, the, the, the way it's built. And so it obviously can't affect humans any differently human to human. It's all subjective. And based on your biochemistry and whatever, but, but so physically it might affect you differently, but, but mentally it, it's the same molecule. It's not going to do anything. And he goes, that really is my interpretation, isn't it? And I said, yeah, now, now you just, I just added the last piece you needed of logic to realize that you're the master of choose your own fantasy here. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people smoke pot and they hate it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have terrible experiences while they're smoking. They just, they don't like the effects of THC. So there's no inherent pleasure. Right. Nothing is inherently pleasurable. Nothing. Um, so I was going to say, while, while you were talking, I'm like, so whiskey doesn't make me mean. And tequila makes me fun. And wine makes me chill. No, it's all alcohol. It's all. It's, it's the same shit. It's all a ritual. <laughs> it's a ritual based on the color, the glass you use, the set and setting. Yes. Uh, your mindset going into it is the set, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, I I ran that experiment when your father had me do the do the sociological study of Union, the Union Inn down in Schenectady. Oh yeah. And um, you know, I saw all this different behavior, but it's all the same molecule. Yeah. You know, so a drug can't biochemically go in and make somebody get in a fist bite. And next thing you know, they're having sex in the bathroom. So it can't, it can't do both. No, no. So we cover that in detail in 17 through 20. And all all I kept thinking when you were talking about, you know, we grow, grew up, we grew up in the eighties, Mark and I, and uh, the, what made me believe the magic of alcohol, not just my father and my mother partying when I was a little kid, um, but Spuds McKenzie. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little dog, a little Budweiser dog, Budweiser dog. And I hated Budweiser and I didn't drink it because beer is gross to me. Um, but, but I'm like, it's for me in my mind, I'm like, if you, if you drink and you're going to party, it's going to be fun. And the truth was, it was a lot of fun when I was a teenager. It was a lot of fun, sure. you know? So, so maybe that's, you know, when you're sitting there, when you tell yourself in the morning, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then you drink in the evening. Are you trying to get back the fun teen years? Is that your, I mean, everybody has their little fantasy from it. That's what I think that I want the the theme of this to be. I want you to identify your top three fantasies. It may be stress relief. It might, it might even be, um, getting rid of withdrawal, not going into withdrawal. It may have descended into that habit. It might be the ritual of hiding in a closet and shooting up. It might be the ritual of putting the needle in your arm. It might be the ritual of going to the crack house after you get paid and getting a hooker. It might be, I mean, there's any number of things that it can be. Um, 
but I want you to delve deeply and think deeply <laughs> about what, what you're trying to get out of that experience. <clears throat> so um, people want to mindlessly bypass that. When they do the freedom model, they go, yeah, 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 I get it. Right. No, no, you don't. No, no, you, you don't. If you're still struggling, that's right. There, you there is parts that you're not understanding, or you're not willing to do the work to slow down, analyze what we're talking about, and learn it. Now, some of you may need extra help in the learning process, and that's what we have the coaching and uh, free model online program. Those are two different options that you may need because that's how you learn. You learn better by either talking to somebody like this one on one. Or you learn better through visual, audio, pre-recorded video, um, and the audiobook. So it depends on on people. But if you're reading the book and you're really struggling, I would look into those two options. Give us a call. We can discuss which option is best for you. Uh, the numbers on the on the skin here, uh, on the frame, and and yeah, and then go from there. I, I wanted to to talk a little bit about. <laughs> sometimes it is the ritual itself that that is I can tell you that that when I first went back to drinking which was now 12 13 years ago um the first time I poured a glass of wine into a, a long stem wine glass right I felt so sophisticated and excited. so excited, excited and yeah. I'm I was you know a 42 year old woman having my first adult drink really because I drank in my 20s not like an adult <laughs> I drank like a teenager right um and and it was and to this day I still like that I like to drink red wine from a red wine glass. I like to drink white wine from a white wine glass. I like, you know, a martini in a martini glass. Like I like the ritual of those things there that they make me feel sophisticated and grown up and free and wonderful. But I know that that's me in my mind that's because it's something nuance. I value. That's the right? nuance. Which is why I can have one martini and that's enough for me. Right. I'm I'm happy with with that whole thing. I don't, you know, I think a buzz is nice once in a while. I don't get buzzed very often, almost never. And um and I don't prefer intoxication at all anymore. I mean, I can I think I got drunk once last year. You know, just once. And it was almost a year ago now. I think it was New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Um so so I and it's planned and I don't get hangovers. I know how not to do that. So, so that to me represents freedom. That is freedom. Because I, that is, yeah, because I am very aware and that's our goal for you. I'm very aware that alcohol and uh, drugs serve, they serve very limited purposes in my life. Okay. Like I'll take an opiate if I am in pain one, right. I will on it. I went on a girl's week. I used a little bit of marijuana. It was nice. You know what I mean? Like it's just, but I don't need it for any reason. That's what we want for you. And if you do the freedom model and I say, do it, if you read it right. and, and you learn it and you learn it and you become mindful, that's it. Okay, become mindful when you're using your preferred substance, really objectively, you can do it. 
You can do it, sit with it, take a look at it and say, how good is this? Like, really, what is this doing for me? And and how much of this is me? Yes. That's how much of it. Because we're not saying it does nothing. Right. I want you to think about the physical buzz. It's real. It is real. Objectively real. And then, and then think to yourself, okay, how am I interpreting this right now? Right now, what am I thinking about? What is my mind telling me about my physical structure having this neural sort of slow down or speed up process, depending on the drug you're doing? And is it actually that magical? How am I imbuing it with magic? How am I saying that it's taking away problems? But is it, is this buzz right now, this physical sensation taking me away? And all of a sudden you'll start to realize, oh, oh, I'm playing a game between my mind and my body. I'm ignoring that it's me playing the game Yes. because I've been taught that the drug is playing the game with me. Yes. But the drug doesn't have a mind. You're the one with the mind. You're the one who's experiencing anything. There is no there is no entity called addiction. There is no entity in a drug that has control over your your own mind. So the only one that's thinking is you. So <clears throat> you are thinking about the sensation in your body and your brain. And then you imbue it with whatever magic the marketing companies have been teaching you your whole life. And the marketing companies are the recovery society, treatment, and booze companies and drug companies. Yep. They've been teaching you how to stay your in, whole life, your whole life, how to stay in this trap, this endless cycle of fantasy and buzz. And uh, you can hop out of that with the freedom model and say, wait a minute, I can, I can interpret this the way I want to. And, and you already are there. If you're reading the freedom model, you're already realizing that you're not getting out of this, what you thought and what you expected from those drug companies yeah. to get. And just really quickly, cause we're coming up to the half hour. Um, if you're somebody that's built a habit, so you built a habit of using substances as a crutch, as a crutch because, and you believe that, well, I've got this trauma and I've got this stress and I don't, I just don't cope. I don't deal with those things. Well, that's a personal belief about yourself that becomes true because you believe it. It's not true by the way. Um, but because you believe it, yes. If you stop using substance as the crutch, yeah, you have, you're, probably going to have a, a really good opportunity to be able to figure out what works better yeah. for helping you with those other things. That's You'll right. be able to open your mind to being able to, you know, move past the trauma, to be able to solve your depression, your anxiety, your other things in ways that are actually effective. Yep. Okay. So, and what you should know, and it's in the freedom model is that nearly everyone gets over addiction at a much greater rate than they get over these other problems. Okay. So you don't have to solve the other problems first. That's right. That's right. There's so much misinformation you've been told. I I really hope that you'll read the book. If you struggle to learn that way, get the online program. It's 450 bucks for the first month. And then it's less than 50 bucks every month thereafter. If you need to keep it a little bit longer to, to really let it crystallize in your mind, um, but you can cancel at any point, any point. And remember with the online program, 
on November 30th. So this is this is coming out in mid-November. And November 30th is our next um live question and answer. It's two hours. If you log on anytime between 3 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, you'll get Mark and I. You can ask us a question. We'll talk to you directly. Um, that's right in the online program. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And don't forget about follow us on social media on um Facebook. We also have the Freedom Model Private Facebook group. Um and uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I mean, we're just out there everywhere now. LinkedIn. And um, if, if you really need help one-on-one like this, you know, uh, then call us. Yeah. Call us at the number 888-424-2626. And uh, let's set up some coaching. With yeah. You. Yeah. We would love to help. So thank you, everyone. Remember, if you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating wherever you're watching. That helps. It does help us. Share it with your (laughs) friends. Let people know the Addiction Solution Podcast is here for them. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Are you seeking private, personalized coaching to solve your addiction? Do you want to move fully past your addiction without endless meetings, therapies, and rehabs? Some of you might also want to deprogram from the 12-step belief system for good. If so, then the Freedom Model Online Coaching is for you. Learn the addiction solution that has helped tens of thousands of people to solve their addiction for good and move on completely free from the trappings of perpetual recovery. You can work privately with a certified Freedom Model coach without having to put your life on hold, leave work and family. And again, you can do it without having to attend any group meetings or group therapy sessions. When you enroll in the Freedom Model online coaching program, you'll be assigned your own personal Freedom Model coach who will guide you through learning the Freedom Model in 12 private coaching sessions via video conference like Zoom or FaceTime. You will have three coaching sessions per week And you will also get 30 days access to the Freedom Model online program, which consists of more than 65 video lessons taught by me and my colleague and addiction expert, Mark Sharon. In addition to those video lessons, the online program also includes our 12-step deprogramming seminar series, a new Freedom Model quick lesson posted weekly, the monthly Freedom Model newsletter, the Freedom Model for the Family online program, and a two-hour live coaching session with Mark and me on the last Wednesday of each month. Go to thefreedommodel.org to learn more or call 888-424-2626 and start your journey to complete freedom today.